Welcome to the Wedding Business Growth Coach Podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing everything you need in bite-sized episodes to set up your wedding business for success and get your diary fully booked, full of those dream wedding clients. You're here with me, Jen Maynard, Wedding Business Growth Coach and founder of the Boho Bride Guide Wedding Blog and Supply Directory. Each episode is full of value and structured around my Wedding Business Anchor Fundamentals Framework to give you straightforward, step-by-step activities to put in place into your business that will position yourself as the go-to wedding supplier within your specialism. Let's go! Hello and welcome to this episode of the Wedding Business Growth Coach podcast. In this episode, we're going to be honing in on what you will be experiencing when you have nailed your niche, when you have nailed your target wedding audience, when you have nailed who you serve. They all mean the same thing. But when we have nailed it, what will we be experiencing? And that's what I'm going to share with you a little bit more today. So we're going to kick straight off. And then at the end of it, I've got an activity for you to complete to yet again, focus in on who you serve um, and basically to streamline all your activities around this. Let's get going. So you will know you have nailed your niche when, number one, you are being seeked out by your dream wedding clients. They are coming to you for the value that you offer for their wedding day rather than um, your price point. Number two, you feel completely authentic um, to your work and what you are creating. You feel in your zone and the wedding clients that you are working with, you completely click with. You feel like you could make lifelong friends with them because you are so aligned with what, what this wedding day stands for. Number three, you are so, so proud and excited, you want to shout it from the rooftops around what you have created for your clients on their special day. You cannot wait to share this content with your audience online. Uh, And the result that you have got for their wedding day entirely reflects your ethos, your values, your style, and what you stand for as a wedding business. Number four, You receive regular requests from other fellow wedding suppliers that want to become your recommended supplier and want to collaborate with you. Number five, you receive requests from aspirational publications, online media outlets and podcasts who want you to come and speak or write about your area of expertise. Number six, you are able to say no to weddings and clients that do not align with what you're all about as a wedding business. Number seven, you know when you've nailed your niche because you are able to easily create online content that is full of value to your target wedding audience, whether this be through your blog or through your social media outlets. You're able to address their wedding planning pain points and their wedding day desires through the content that you share, which creates that um, you as that go to wedding supplier. Number eight, 
you're able to create an ecosystem of wedding products and services that entirely align to what your niche, what your target wedding audience are looking for and searching for online. Your ecosystem makes it super simple around what you offer, around what price point it's all at, and at, you know, at what pain points and desires you are addressing through the uh, the packages that you are offering. This not only helps your um, clients, prospective clients, to make that purchasing process super easy and straightforward, this also minimizes that um, bespoke and one-off products that you're asked to create, which, you know, are definitely a time sucker because it takes that additional time and energy for you to keep creating that each time. Uh, which ultimately reduces your profits. Because if you're working on something um, as a one-off, it's obviously going to take more time than a ready-to-go package that you have put all that time and effort into prior. Number nine, you're able to raise your price point per wedding um, and basically take on less weddings per year, which still, because you've raised your price point, your profits don't don't um, don't move, and e- even more so, maybe increase. But more importantly, you are buying back that precious time that is very much finite. We only get so many hours in the day, and so you can, you know, create that more um, more balanced life work um, balance that you've been aspiring to. So they're my nine pointers as to when you know you have really nailed your niche. Now, I've got an activity now for you. Um, This one is about 20 minutes long. So um, it might be one that you want to schedule into your diary. So if you're still, if you're just starting out and you're really wanting to hone in on who you serve to carve yourself out that wedding niche, or whether you're further on down your journey, but you know, want to spend some additional time to really focus, refocus and make sure that what you're putting out into the world and what you're offering still aligns with who you really want to attract. I've got an activity for you. So um, first question, have, have a moment and think. I'm listening to what I've just read out, my nine pointers. What type of wedding client and wedding jumped to mind? And if you're just starting out, what did you visualize? Now, I'd like you to take a pen and paper and just note down a few initial notes about who you visualized. What do they look like? What what wedding day are they aspiring to? Where might that wedding be taking place? These initial things that are coming to mind, please do note those down. That'll, that'll help us to start start with. To enable you to attract and nurture those online relationships with your prospective wedding clients, you need to get super clear around firstly who you are attracting, who your niche is, but then you're able to cater all of your content to serving that community of people. Um, This can be through your blog content, as I mentioned, through your social media, but also your product ecosystem. 
we need to know who are going to be buying from us so we can address what they want. You know, and through our content, we need to be able to overcome potential objections that they will have against working with us. And we can address this in our content. Um, so actually, by the time they pick up that phone, they're ready to purchase from us because you've answered all of those queries through your online content. I'm going to take you through um, an activity now that goes into a little bit more detail. When you've got these surface um, answers sorted, I want you to go that next layer deeper and really think about what person are you looking to attract and what does their life look like in general? Okay. Again, by having this in mind, it will really help you overcome those potential wedding objections to working with you by by knowing what they're dealing with on their wedding planning journey massively helpful okay so um one of the pointers what type of career do they have so what are they juggling in their day whether it's you know are they are they a stay-at-home mom are they are they at um do they have a really full-on career so they're really time poor for that reason how you know think about what career career they have and what impact that might have on their time availability what annual salary range do they sit within now this will help you know depending on who you're trying to attract you can then align your product ecosystem to you know what disposable income do they have and actually that's not necessarily an a you know a comparative um, measurement, but it just gives you an idea of what is, you know, what is going to be monthly available to them. But then you also don't know, you know, who else might be funding their wedding, what savings do they have? And um, so, yeah, but it's just one of those factors that's really useful to consciously think about. What are their family commitments um, from a time point of view, you know, and from a monetary point of view? How much free time do they have? in general and what do they spend that time doing the next one is going into a bit more detail so what are their hobbies and passions you know where else do they hang out online other than um, looking at wedding planning on instagram or pinterest for example what else are they going to be looking at and doing what is important to them regarding the environment, social background and particular traditions or culture they may be part of? What is important to them in their world? And making sure that that aligns with yours. Who are they influenced by in regards to their purchasing decisions? So I touched on it a moment ago. Is there anyone else that may be um, funding their wedding? And, and actually, if they're not, but they still have an impact on their purchasing decisions, who may that be? Um, and this is a really useful conscious thought to have. So when you're creating content, actually, you might be creating content that they can then share with other people that influence their purchasing decisions to bring them along the journey as well. What values do they have around spending money? Uh, and this one's around thinking about what potential objections you may come up against and through your online content and blog um, content, this is something that you can potentially address and show them the value 
from your service rather than the price point. It's flipping their their thinking through the content that you create. What existing knowledge will they have about your area of wedding expertise? Now, this is really helpful um, when you're trying to balance like informational content that you put out into the world, informational, aspirational. So what inspiration are you giving them? And then what pain points are you helping them address? And actually, you know, as a wedding florist in a um, a lot of the time, my clients had never spent a considerable amount of money on flowers. And therefore, they didn't have a lot of knowledge around how much things cost, how, how long things take took to prepare, you know, the transport, logistics of, of things, how long flowers last and, you know, the water, um, water sources that needed to be thought about. All of these things I could address through the content that I shared. Um, so by the time they come to me, they have got all of this knowledge and it, and the, the purchasing process is a lot more streamlined. And we both knew, we were both clear about what they could expect and what, what outcome they can uh, look forward to on their big day. Um, how do they use social media and what platforms are they most present on? Again, really useful to know because ultimately we need to be where they're hanging out as wedding suppliers. So keep that one in mind and really hone in on where they're going to be um, yeah, spending their leisure time or their wedding planning time. What potential objections may they have to working with you? So a lot of the time, this may not be, we all we always jump to the conclusion that it, it may be price, but actually what other potential objections may they come up against? And what do they want to be seeing from you within your content to reassure them and enable them to have confidence that you are going to be that perfect wedding supplier that offers them exactly what they're looking for for their big day and what um what are their pain points when it comes to planning their wedding and through the content that you are creating are you addressing those pain points and through the products that you're offering are you making it super simple you say yep they've they've addressed all my worries and concerned i'm going to purchase that from them x y and z sort of thing and so through all of these questions um, I would suggest spending around 20 minutes of dedicated time going through those questions and, and actually physically writing down your thoughts to that. Um, and this will really help you, you know, hone in on who you serve and then be enabling you to create content that is really valuable to them and create products and services that really address what they're looking for, which ultimately enables you to close that wedding booking. And so if you're still on your journey to clarifying your wedding niche, I would really recommend still taking the opportunity to work on um, weddings that come in. And after each wedding, spending a little bit of time to note down what you enjoyed about that wedding, what really worked well, what you felt went really well and that resonates with you. And then also what what you didn't like about working on that wedding and gradually the more we are more analytical about what we're working on and how we feel about working on that the more 
specified, we're able to become around what our niche looks like, who who our community looks like around who we want to serve. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been a pleasure having you with me. I hope you took away some value and I will very much look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care. Download your free Who Do You Serve activity pack that takes you through the step-by-step activities to focus in on your niche and position yourself as the go-to wedding supplier within your specialism. Download it today following the link in the podcast show notes or visit my website weddingbusinessgrowthcoach.com forward slash biz dash resources. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and took away some wedding business building value. Make sure you subscribe to the Wedding Business Growth Coach podcast to ensure you get notified every time a new episode goes live. See you next time.